0: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Okay, right, before we get into the podcast for this week, just want to say that we have opened up another league for you to join on the ESPN Fantasy Rugby site, so ESPN Fantasy Rugby are doing Fantasy League for the World Cup, we've got a league on there, when we did it for the Six Nations we had the biggest league in the world yes. over 600 people, we want to get even bigger, we want to see if we can break a thousand so join up, we're going to have mega prizes, uh, which we'll be able to offer details on that in due course, but get yourself signed up, Phil's got the details Yeah, do you remember last year when we did the uh, little jingle for the Oh, yeah, it was 81262, wasn't it? I 81262, hear me now. 81262.
2: We should just really stop saying eight one six two six two because people are going to get 81262 in their right. head. And that's
1: not the code. What is the code, Phil? The code is not
0: 81262. So
1: our private league code, you, you make your team on the ESPN Fantasy Rugby site and then you go
0: to join a private league and the private league code. Not quite as catchy. It's 1124114-3597. Oh, <laughs> we, should f- we should
1: find out if that was the same one it is again.
0: One one two four one one four hyphen three five nine seven. They've made it a bit complicated
1: this time, haven't hmm. they? How
0: do you do a jingle for that? Oh, I'm not going to be able to do a jingle for that. Um, what, what I will say
1: is, we will post uh, a, a tweet and we will pin a tweet on our Twitter account. So even if you're not on Twitter, if you go to twitter.com dot slash we will make sure you can see the code right there. Join us, join our league, win some top prizes. We'll be able to have a bit of banter and give you some credit and pick up on which teams are doing well through the World Cup. It will just add another little bit of spice to the World Cup. But I think we're ready to pod now. Ready to pod. Let's just get straight into it then. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Pod. 12 days until the Rugby World Cup, and that's on the day that we're recording this, not on the day that you're listening to this. It is getting so ever closer, and thank you very much for downloading or listening to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast with JB. Good day. With Philip. Hi, Tim. And with me, Tim. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter, you can listen on iTunes, and you can listen via the ACAST app, which I'd highly recommend downloading. But, uh, also, a little bit of news, we have got bashed our heads together, looked at the schedule for the Rugby World Cup, and we are going to be doing... More than one podcast a week, I can officially say that.
2: Hopefully, substantially more
1: during the Rugby World Cup. So, I would say the easiest way to keep an eye on that when it comes to World Cup time is um, is following us on Twitter if you're on there, and and definitely doing this subscribing on iTunes, and then every episode will just get automatically downloaded to your phone. You don't have to check back. But good, big times. I'm well excited. JB, I can imagine you must have mixed feelings as a Welshman waking up today. Mixed mixed why what would the other feeling be
2: <laughs> <laughs> it well was, it was pretty negative yesterday for, to yeah be a i can't fan. imagine uh, despair and sadness maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as, a, as a pair of englishmen phil and i are feeling uh, a lot better than we were this time two weeks ago well i tell yeah. you
2: what, i learned a very val- valuable lesson this weekend which What's is that? don't wish ill on other teams because when you do <laughs> this happens uh, uh, so i mean basically these injuries are my fault <laughs>
1: We'll get onto the injury woes in just a minute, but a few little stories from around the game. And former rugby player Jared Hayne has made the San Francisco 49ers 53 man squad for the upcoming NFL season after a pretty stellar performance in pre season.
2: I- I'm amazed by this. I mean, I thought he'd do all right in camp and, you know, all the rest of it and be a nice little talking point. I thought he had no chance whatsoever of making the team.
0: But there you go. But. Not only making the team, but his preseason stats are some of the best in, in the league in the NFL. Oh,
1: this could be a record for the use of the fact button on a podcast. We're only two minutes in.
0: <laughs> carry on, Phil. I can't remember the exact ones. Oh, <laughs> uh, facts then. But uh, highest average yards per carry in preseason. Mm-hmm. Fact. Top five total yards made wow. in, pre- in preseason. Fact. Uh, and a few others as well. So he's really impressive. Well, I would just couch this with a couple of
2: things, which is one: the preseason in um, NFL means absolutely nothing. I mean, it really. <laughs> is, I mean, it, they start off with something like a hundred players, and you know they whittle it down to the last fi-
1: uh, the last fifty two. NFL preseason is what JB would want the Rugby World Cup warm up matches to oh, be. 100 percent, hundred percent. Meaning meaningless and not involving anyone yeah, So
2: I mean, typically you get the starters playing like the first quarter of the first preseason, and the first half of the third preseason, but that'll be about it. The reason it's surprising to me is not because of the running. I mean, we all know he can run and he you know can handle the ball. Not that he needs to pass it, but you know he can. Um, the reason it's surprising is that for all the other things a running back needs to do, like blitz pickup, uh, quarterback protections, things which sound completely alien to us, but actually for
0: an NFL running back are absolutely critical. He was obviously a fan of the NFL before, so he's got a decent level of understanding and the necessary size and athletic ability, and it's just combining all that together, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, as well, apparently he's friends with Reggie Bush, now, Reggie Bush is the running back for Detroit Lions, now San Francisco 49ers. It seems to have followed him around because he went to camp with Detroit and then he went over to 49ers. So uh, I, I'm sure that has, that has some sort of part to play.
1: But good luck in the season, Jared Hayne. I've definitely oh, definitely watch that with interest. Just
2: one last thing. Jared Hayne, uh, if he's on the team, I think the minimum that he'll earn this year is about five to $600,000. So, well worth a move. <laughs> yeah. Minimum. Yeah, so um, the same happened with Hayden Smith of Saracens. Who was New York and Jets. And Men- Menelik
1: Watson, who was a shot putter. Yes. He went over to the Me- o-
2: Oakland Raiders. Yeah, he's been, he's been cut now. Um, he got cut a few days ago. But um, Hayden and, Smith earned something like three times more than Saracen's salary wow. in the one year you know, with the Jets where he caught two passes. Uh, <laughs> and,
1: <one> pass. <laughs> and there's a guy that was a, like a, a proper good shot putter uh, mm. who played rugby in uh, Surrey and he was in the Wasps Academy or something like that. And he's gone Akoy- on. No, Akoya. Say, uh, Akoya. Akoya. Akoya? Yeah, Akoya, yeah. So what's, is Watson
2: from Manchester? Yeah. Watson from Manchester, Akoya's from down London way. Yeah, Lawrence Akoya.
1: Anyway, we'll watch Jared Haynes um and maybe more maybe if it goes well, maybe the NFL will be taking a look at some more rugby players.
2: Oh absolutely. Well, there's a big push. <laughs> oh, JB!
1: <Jay-B>! It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we apologise for <laughs> JB's phone. I've turned it off. Another interruption. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, what you're saying, rugby players in the NFL.
2: Well, because like all the college system is so heavily scouted, everyone knows who's going to come up the college system. So there's been a few instances recently where they're looking far and wide for new talent. So I think Indianapolis Colts picked up a defensive end from Kenya so they're sending the scouts far and wide now to find the best ha- the best talent possible.
0: The lad from Kenya was the one who played a bit of rugby in New Zealand and South Africa, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, he's a monster. Yeah, absolute monster.
1: What, what one rugby union player would you say would have the best chance that hasn't been selected? historically or no, currently? just like of of the teams? That, say of the players that'll be at the World Cup. If you had to, if you were an NFL team and you were going to go, I'll pick you. Who would you who would you pick? Mm. It's got to be
0: someone just. In the World Cup? Athletic ability. Someone like Surveyor or North or Folau. Surveyor, North, Folau make great would make great tight ends. Because they're all, they're all big. And they're and They can quick, do everything. Thick,
1: they're, yeah.
0: JB.
2: <laughs> uh, I switched it off. I switched it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so Surveyor or George North as a tight end for an NFL franchise. There we go. Um, right, another headline then. And Sam Burgess has been given a nickname by his England squad teammates. Hmm. Do you want to hear his nickname? Let's guess it.
0: Virgil or Sammy? (laughs) Big Sam. Big Sam. Proposition B. Those
1: are are all the names we've used for him. (laughs) But from now on, uh, as James Haskell revealed in a little video with some of his England teammates that they were doing, uh, kind of a behind-the-scenes thing, this is the new nickname for Sam Burgess.
2: If you have been uh, on another planet, you probably would have um, missed out on the fact that Sam Burgess, a.k.a. the Cowhead, has made it into the England squad. Every headline has, uh, has been about that. And how exciting is it to be
1: part of this 31? Uh, this Obviously, good set of boys, as you can see. Absolute banter flying around already. Lads. <laughs> 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 oh, it makes me cringe a little bit. Oh, lads.
2: Bans <laughs> is flying everywhere.
1: Uh, I, is, I, so, so, once again, we just reiterate? A.k.a. the Cowhead. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Burgess, cowhead. So we've
2: had Sam Burgess criticising Haskell about his chest. We've had <laughs> yeah. Haskell calling him the cowhead. And they're both quite similar in stature, aren't they? They are. Big yeah. boys. One might be more athletic than the other. One might be more. Jim Strong, both alpha males. I wonder if this is kind of like a phony war, a little bit passive-aggressive, all in the name of banter, but there is a little bit of seriousness go- g- going on.
0: I think if you follow either of their Instagram <laughs> accounts, there's quite a lot of like pictures just catching up w- uh, with my mate James for a coffee, <laughs> me and Big Sam going for a bite to eat. I think there's a, there's I think a, there's a bit of a bromance there. There I is a so. bromance
1: brewing, for sure. Absolute banter flying around already. Lads, <laughs> <A> lad. <laughs> Mutual respect. Definitely, and finally... There is some injury woes. We'll get to the Wales ones in just a second, but there's rumours flying around that Andy Goode may retire from rugby before he gets to pull on a London Irish jersey and continue his incredible journey.
2: I hope not. I hope not. And you should hope not, too, because Andy Goode's the reason that your brother's going to win an um, uh, an Aviva title. (laughs) Well... He's going to kick him all the way there.
1: Andy Goode, I hope it's not true. I really hope it's not true. Get well soon, big man. What's the injury that he's sustained? Um, I don't actually know. I, I do not know he was injured at all. Yeah, he's been injured in pre-season and um, had to have an operation. And Struggling
0: yeah. to get back to fitness. He's 35. I want to say shoulder, but I don't know. No, mm. no
1: I don't know. But Wales, uh, the injury woes are mounting for them. And in light of the game against Italy, Reese Webb and Lee Halfpenny are serious doubts for the Rugby World Cup. <sighs> I mean, in recent podcasts, Phil, we've been talking about, and JB, we've been talking about just how many injuries Wales are already carrying.
0: Yeah, well, within the squad, you've got Samson Lee, who won't be fit for until the second or third game. Uh, Alan Wynne-Jones, who is a question mark after his knee injury last week. They've taken five second rows to cover for him. (laughs) That, Lee, that, that, Lee can, will, uh,
1: that, that was a great point that you made on the last podcast. The fact they've got five second rows, that can only mean, really, as far as I'm concerned, after you pointed it out, Phil, that Alan Win jones is a serious doubt. Um, and, uh,
0: he will de- <laughs> like, in my mind, he will definitely miss the first couple of games, but they're hoping he'll be fit for the later um, group stages. you think you'll miss England? It's the second game, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think you'll miss England. I, think I, don't,
1: miss. I don't think you take five...
0: Second rows. If you thought Alan Win Jones would be only miss one game, five second rows plus James King, who is a back row who can comfortably play second yeah. row. Are
1: well, you worried, Jay? I, yeah, and, I am. I genuinely am.
0: Liam Williams, who had foot surgery over the summer and is yet to. Jonathan to Davis, who wasn't around. Yeah, Jonathan well, Davis that, isn't in the squad. Is,
2: but I mean, injuries are. Or... I think about injuries in the same way I think about suspended players. I hate injuries so much because all I want to do is see the best players on the field yeah. at all time. Yeah,
1: completely. Um, like it would be very easy as Englishman for Phil and I to go, "Yeah, brilliant. This is going to help oh, us." But like, you want to see the best players exactly. at the World Cup.
0: I, I was so disappointed. Like, I know I know how it feels to get injured early on in a season, and do like, Not to the same extent, but this is. It must be absolutely devastating. You, yeah. could, you could see Jamie Roberts when he was yeah. doing the like, half-time and full-time uh, punditry. He looked absolutely gutted because of his like, important teammates yeah. and his actual mates. And he's an actual doctor,
1: so he could diagnose it from,
2: <laughs> from the gantry. Just, uh, just shaking his head again, that isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Trust that's, me. That's
1: exactly what he said. He good. just said, uh, it doesn't look good.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's not broken. I can confirm that much.
1: For Rhys Webb? Yeah. Do you He's reckon? Red. No, no, I, that is what they were saying yesterday. Well, that's pretty amazing that it's not broken because unfortunately f- unfortunately for everyone, um, Phil made it, me and him a nice bowl of homemade guacamole and some uh, <laughs> some, some little uh, dip, that oh, nice. chips to dip in it. Um, but it felt like it was coming back the other way because they insisted on replaying the Reese Webb ankle, what well, looked like an ankle break, uh, again and again and again. Oh, it's horrible. Can we make a deal that TV broadcasters, if there's a serious injury like that, just show, warn us that you're going to show it Show it once, so that yeah. people that want to see it can see it, and people that want to just look away, can look away.
0: I, I, like, I do want to see it so you can understand how bad it is, but just once, yeah. and like you say, worn. Yeah, we, we've got Sky Plus, haven't we? It, when they were showing, like the first half, when they were showing just like, you know the, the little montage of the best bits? They were showing it then! I <laughs> know! Oh, <laughs> and showing him on a stretcher getting gas and air! <laughs> you do not, that is not... Part of the montage that should not be anywhere near that. So
2: true. It was a terrible game. Uh, let's talk about that later. But it's a terrible game, and Rhys Webb. It just that's really unfortunate. It happens. The holy halfpenny one you could see coming from a mile, so he'd already ha- um, got clattered for a high ball. Yeah. And people said, "Oh look, look at the strapping on his knee. Oh look, look at that talk. Take him off. Yeah. He is possibly the most important player because he kicks everything. You know, if you can't commit a penalty against Wales." Uh, probably in your own half, and maybe even a bit beyond, yep. because he's there, and now he's not there. Uh, it was ludicrous uh, not to take him off early doors, and we've I mean, not even seen um, little Matthew
1: Morgan yet. Changes the dynamic, like you say, it changes the dynamic oh. of the Welsh team completely. On the flip side, could there be an argument that, assuming these injuries pan out as they are, and there is no Lee Halfpenny, um, and maybe well and Williams might start a fullback, let's say, um, will that change the dynamic of the style of rugby that Wales play? And could that, could that be loosening up be a good I thing? I feel
2: that we are, you know, Liam Williams adds a lot more tenacity in attack. Um, I think he's a lot more adventurous going forward, certainly. But he doesn't have the positional awareness of Lee Halfpenny
0: and, and he doesn't have the boots. The boot can be covered by Bigger, who is a very good kicker. Short range, though. Those long range attempts. He's a very good. He's, yeah, he's he, very he, Above average kicker. Definitely. Um, but, the, the, the problem with having Liam Williams is it means you have to carry Cuthbert. Mm. And Cuthbert had one of the worst games I've oh, ever, yeah. have ever seen from, from an international uh, winger. Well, there was another winger who had a very, very ba- bad game this week too. That, so. that
1: wasn't Johnny May, was it?
0: For, was it JB? Well, no. Uh, but we'll, we'll get on to that yeah, in a minute. Okay, right, yeah, we we'll Do a Cuthbert. But,
2: uh, yeah, Cuthbert was, Cuthbert was an absolute shambles, an embarrassment in fact.
0: Cuthbert, five runs, total metres made. Two. Eight. Oh my word. Uh turned the ball over twice and five attempted tackles, only completed two of those. So forty percent. Oh and his uh, the missed tackle didn't I think he knocked Dom Day out of the way or something? He did for the try. Oh, so <laughs> he, not idiot. only did he miss the tackle for the try, but he bumped away a second row who could have actually made the tackle. They should have brought in players from outside the squad, you know. And he gave the intercept. Well they, they did bring they in did. players. Moriarty had an
1: absolute bought <laughs> Barnes still me. I thought I saw Moriarty.
0: Moriarty, Moriarty. And, and the hooker. And Christian Day. Christian Dacey. C- yeah. Christian Dawson, L- L- Lacey, Lacey? Dacey. Dacey, Dacey, Dacey yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, so... And it wasn't a convincing performance at all, although Sergio Ooh, Parise, rubbish. what a man. Ugh. Stealing balls when Wales looked like they were set to score on their own try line. He, he did two turnovers on their own line, Parise. Oh my God. Was that Parise's
2: that- turnover in the mall as well? Yeah. reached over. Was, yeah. Oh, there's a ball there? The guy, he is just yeah.
1: ridiculous. Other than... I, I said this yesterday, I think. Other than New Zealand, I don't think there's another team in the world where he
0: wouldn't be the best player in their team. He's very, very yeah. good. I'll give him that. He, he made more metres than any other player this weekend. <laughs> <with> <laughs> yeah, ball in he I He mean, did make 80 yards with the interception. Yeah, um, what a guy. <laughs> uh, well, That's I thought guy. the
2: guy who played really well um, in that game was actually Scott Williams. Scott Williams looks did. He
0: did. He I did. wonder
2: how much, if they could trade, how much England would trade to get Scott Williams.
1: Because mm. you know, we've got
2: Jamie Roberts. Mm. Yeah, we might look at a good trade for, I don't know, uh, um, we
1: well, can have Ben Morgan. I oh, know you don't need him. You've got to We need a fullback, or you need a what? prop. Well, you, can you, you, can have, <laughs> you can have one of our props. You can. You can have Marla. It's fine. Have Marla. We'll have Williams. You wouldn't swap
2: Marla for Williams. No, I I no, would no, no, I would no chance. <laughs> no,
1: you can have Dan Cole on the performance of England, on, well, on, well, on, well, on well, his performance at the weekend. You can have Dan Cole. No,
2: well, let's get serious now. I, I I will trade you my. Well, I won't now. But essentially, if I was to trade Owen Williams, Owen Williams, Scott Williams, who who would you give me?
1: I think we can make. I think we could do without a prop, and Wales need props. It's an area of need for them. Right. So I'm going to say you can have one of our props. Oh, you can have, si- you can you can have sippers. You can have sippers. Someone not don't, even in our squad. Don't need him. Um, Foden.
2: If you need a fullback. Yes, we'll take Foden and we will take. And and
1: we will take <laughs> someone else out of the squad. You can Vuna have Pola. Foden. No. Which one? No, two no, sorry, out sorry, squad. He's loose, Foden, Foden and Matt Mullen. Two players outside Matt the squad. Mullen, oh, Matt Mullen and Ben Foden. Yeah. I, I'd him. make that trade, and we'll have Scott Williams. Done. <laughs> um, that's the that just highlights the strength of the England squad. And finally, conversely, with Wales, who put in a very average, very boring performance, I was nearly falling asleep on Phil. Yeah, sofa. it was
0: one of the worst games I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever, it, it really was one of the worst international games. And the the atmosphere in the Millennium Stadium <laughs> was appalling. It was so like a municipal swimming pool.
1: When yeah. Reese when Rhys Webb was down um, with his injury, they started playing music and stuff, and. Do you know, you've been into a nightclub where, you know you know on the outside of the nightclub, they'll make people queue to give the impression that there's <laughs> yeah. people inside and you queue and you get in and there's like eight people in there <laughs> and the sound's bouncing off the walls. It's really echoey. Yeah, it was like that in the Millennium Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Like it, was it wasn't bad.
0: good. But it's the Millennium, like when we went to watch Wales Island in the Six Nations oh, team, yeah. that was one of the Did best. Did you? Do you not remember that? No, I didn't go. Yeah. Didn't know you went to, okay, cool. You had the offer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the best atmospheres I've ever seen in a sporting yeah. venue. It was absolutely incredible. And then the, the difference between that kind of game and They should the, never the have played it. They should never
2: even considered playing that fixture. And to put out some of the big names, what if George North got a slight
0: graze to the head? That's good. <laughs> it does make me nervous every time he goes into contact. <laughs> it, but he does look like he's back to his best. Yes.
1: I'll tell you who else looked like a completely different team. Wales, Wales were disappointing. England... That's what we needed to see as England fans not sure ahead you're of right Fiji. There. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not saying it was perfect, but that was the response. The first, I think, the first few minutes set the tone of like, all right, this is a different England team than the one in France, where well, it was lethargic and slow and not getting over the game line. Suddenly, there were players running onto the ball at pace, they were getting over the game line. It was quick, quick ball. Ben Youngs was finally moving the ball quickly and was making.
2: I don't disagree, good decisions. But it was great. still some really worrying things. So. Five out of five of the first lineouts, uh, England won. They okay. won a hundred percent lineout. Yeah, but yeah, the first but the five were so scrappy. They, yeah. yeah, I mean, one of them came off the back and then bobbled on the floor, and it came back to England's side. It's yeah. an England win. This is but... where
1: Phil's love of stats can sometimes <laughs> not tell the full story because numbers alone don't tell the whole picture. And yes, on the yeah. face of it, you go, "Oh, they've sorted their lineout problems out." But no, like you say, it was not it was, even close. It was yeah. still or scrappy. And the scrum, two against the head at international rugby yeah. with England. Yeah, that's unheard of. That is really, really wrong. Not even against Ireland's front line, front row.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, The two wingers look good. Um, Watson is ma- is magical I l- I love that guy
1: M- Made No, mate Let's just talk yeah, about Yeah, Mays, Let's talk about Johnny May Before you carry on, Jay Let me just remind everyone Of uh, what JB has said In previous podcasts uh, JB has said uh, Johnny May is overrated uh, On a number of occasions He's a one-trick
2: pony Okay, <laughs> One hell of a trick It's a great <laughs> trick But he is a one-trick pony okay? <laughs> So he goes in for that try you know, You've got to score the try Don't say anything he away from him He bounces off
0: Tommy Bow Well, that's
2: it I mean I, that was a horrendous attempt at uh, a at tackle by Tommy Bell. It was. It was
0: but it, it was because, and it, this is something that would be concerning for Ireland. Ireland's defensive shape for the past couple of seasons has been superb. Yeah. Tommy Bell was out of position. He was. So he was. They were defending five yards off the line, but Tommy Bell was actually stood on the line behind Jared Payne. So he had to sprint into the line, and that put him out of position, and yep. he, he got his head in the wrong place, and he got bumped. And that—that that is what was a bit worrying for Ireland. The, yeah, that,
2: I, I completely agree. That lack
0: of de- defensive I, shape. I also
2: think Ireland put a lot of emphasis in defending the narrow channels, and I'm not saying really narrow. I'm just saying, if you spread it wide against Ireland, you will find gaps occasionally on on, on the wing. And I think England yeah. found that plenty of times. Uh, if anything, they should have they should have done better. Oh, for wide. sure. For oh. sure. I
1: mean, England could have been... And I think Shane Horgan said it at half-time. He said England should be 25 points up. Yeah, yeah. And and you're not, we're not going to get that many opportunities in tight World Cup matches. So that that's a massive area, which I'm sure Stuart Lancaster I, I and the actually, England squad
2: will be looking at. I don't necessarily blame May for that. I think with a little bit of better distribution, decision-making inside of him, um, they they would have scored more. But, you know, um, he he overran...
0: He didn't overrun... Did he overrun the Youngs ball?
2: Or did Youngs just throw it forward and he caught up with it? Youngs
0: threw it forward and he caught up with it. He's so fast that he can do. But here is
2: my point about Johnny May. Phil said... about about Johnny May that he does he scores amazing tries week in week out Yep. which would surely make him the best
1: player in the world
0: <laughs> which so he doesn't do week semantics,
1: in week out semantics JB semantics he, he does it occasionally I, what I
0: said was he is consistently outstanding which I yeah. I believe he is <laughs> and he doesn't have to score tries every week the, the, the well, step about- the step where he had two yards to work in and he stood up he slipped and yep. then went round the outside of him was magnificent he's very exciting. Yeah. I'll give him, that Both him and Watson. And
1: I can't believe that what, what we're talking about today on the podcast, I would never have predicted that we would be talking about England and saying a little bit worry in the scrum, the front row. That's a couple of teams we've uh, been pumped in the in the, in the scrums and, uh, and line-outs. But our wingers are really exciting. Yeah. I'd never have thought that we're <laughs> talking about that as Englishmen. I wish wonder if the England squad need to settle down a bit because they have
2: been rotating a lot and... Uh, they just don't seem to have the, that consistency. And one of the, one of the commentators said, um, well, both these teams are rusty. They shouldn't be. This is their third international game. And for Ireland, it was their fourth international game. Well,
1: there's a, there is a bit of a difference. And then one of the commentators, I think and I, said to, I said to Phil, Stuart Barnes just made an excellent point there. <laughs> wow, what
0: was his point? Even a <laughs> <if laughs> stop clock's right twice a day, though. <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> his point was uh, that Ireland haven't got to be firing on all cylinders for a month. England have got to be firing on Friday the eighteenth of uh, September.
0: Yeah, mm. England go Fiji then uh, uh, Wales. Wales, whereas Ireland won't like uh, Canada, and then, Canada then Georgia. And oh, no, then England have England have a break? England have oh, your, yes. Uruguay then uh, Australia.
2: Yeah, I don't understand why Ireland have gone for four pre seasons when they should have gone for two or even one, and then used the actual tournament. To get into
0: Which tournament is shape, kind of what New Zealand are doing. They yeah. they they had the rugby championship, mm. then they've had a, a nice long month long five week break, and then because their group stage is just the warm up, they will just be cantering. They, they've got Argentina first up, and then after that, it is. I'd love easy. Argentina to turn them over. I would love it. They won't. I know, but I would still love. It. No, I wouldn't
2: <laughs> love it because that messes up everything else, is not it? Uh, well, it, it New might Zealand be... goes second in the group. Yeah, everyone else thinking they're going to have an easy ride by yeah. coming first in the group. Yeah. You'll see um, teams throwing matches and all sorts.
1: I've got this right. Okay, we've ju- we've ju- I've just this second been t- we've just be- this second been tweeted to at rugby podcast, and I want to share this with you. I'm going to show you a picture. Um, so this is a new rugby convert on Twitter who sent us a picture, and what it is, it's it's half time during the England Island match, and there's Alex Payne chatting to Clive Woodward and Shane Horgan. He's quite a big fella. Mm. And Will Shane Gr- Horgan, yeah. And yeah. Will Greenwood's there we, as well.
2: We, we, met his, we met his ex-girlfriend, Tim. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. She was lovely. <laughs> <Sure>. um, <laughs> and then... There's Johnny Wilkinson stood in front of the analysis truck, and on the screen it says analysis. But where this photograph's been taken, there's <laughs> there's, there's, there's one letter, that, or there's a couple of letters that have been that Johnny Wilkinson's head is obscuring, and the ones that uh, aren't being obscured. <laughs> you see, very good. <laughs> he's uh, missing out the the Y and the I, <laughs> or and the S and the I. So you get A N A L. S. Well, that is
2: top analysis if ever I've heard it.
1: <laughs> Lovely annals, Johnny Wilkinson. Well done. <laughs> right, I don't know how to move on from there. Um, Shall we talk rapidly, about, Shall we? so you, so you quite. So JB, what I'm taking from this is you're quite lukewarm about England. I was much, much more encouraged. Like, do you then, know? What, and, and, and one observation as well. And I feel better about England with a back row including Ben Morgan and Tom Wood. Than James Haskell and Billy Vanapola. Now I know Billy Vanapola's excellent impact and he's a great player. Mm. But Haskell, but Wood over Haskell, particularly, you've got a rugby brain in there and not just brawn. And, and I, I think, I th- I think that made a ma- I think that made a massive difference. I do think Wood
2: is the better player, though. I've always, I, I think Wood is uh, a magnificent p- player. Um, but then Haskell is very, very. He's got incredible man strength. So yeah, but <laughs>
1: uh, but Haskell and Vanapola just strikes me as. An unbalanced back row, and it's just kind of battering rams and grunt. Not and, sure what actually, else and you actually, need. Well, no, that's not what it's about, though. And I think you saw with the, the way that the England back row operated that Ben Morgan was, was making good offloads and making good decisions, and Rob Shaw was just doing the game he always does. But then you had, you've had you got these guys that are, are getting quick ball because they're reading the game so much better. And we talked, who did we talk about last week um, as a great player? Oh, Tipperick. Tipperick. A guy who's got a rugby brain and the difference that makes just mm. reading the game, having a sympathy for what's going on.
2: I, I know I keep saying the uh, same stuff over and over again and people don't listen to me, but one day you will. And <laughs> The England players, we don't talk about them as world class really. I mean, there's one or two, or like we say, Marlon might be the best. I think they would be world class in the, under a different coaching re, uh, regime. I just, I just don't think that the system or the coaches or anything gets nearly the best out, um, out of these players. Uh, so I wouldn't worry too much about the back row. I'd I'd worry more about the actual setup itself. But they'll do all right because they do have good players. And we just demonstrated with the Welsh cop comment before. You've got so much depth and so much, so much talent. They've got to do something. But I just don't think I just don't think the setup's good enough.
1: Where do the last couple of weeks leave Ireland? If you were an Ireland fan, I mean, they would have been yeah. a lot of people's dark horse to win the World Cup and do the best out of all the Northern Hemisphere well, teams.
2: I guess yeah, because Smith is the polar opposite to what I think of Lancaster. Everyone says, oh Smith. Um,
0: great coach or whatever i've not really seen a great a great ireland team but like you said tim they don't have to be this 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 is the closest to a full strength team that they've put out but it's still not a full strength team yeah um they were unlucky to lose uh, connor Murray in the first half and that yeah. did change things because really? of the way that he kicks and controls the game i wouldn't be worried i i still think ireland i've got a very very good chance of making the final I still think they'll they'll win their group, and then they've got an easier run. I mean, they're playing England, and they've got a World Cup around around the corner. I'd expect a
2: better performance. i expect a markedly better better performance. It's not like they're a a bunch of amateurs, or they don't care. It's a professional team preparing for what could be their best shot ever at winning a World Cup. I thought they just looked pretty rubbish, actually. They had the
0: one good performance against Wales, and everything else since has been fairly downhill. Yeah, but the performance against Wales was both of their second teams. Mm. It was not even close. There was yeah. a, two or three players that might make both first teams.
1: Yeah. Scotland had, had probably, of, of the weekend, I know they lost, but I would say, along with England, the most encouraging of performances over the weekend. Excellent defensive effort away yeah. in France, and they showed some some attacking intent at times. Well, they
2: are rapidly becoming a dangerous team. Like if, I would not underestimate Scotland. No. Uh, coming out of the England-Wales group, You're going to either see South South Africa or you're going to see Scotland. And Scotland, I thought, was going to be a walkover. Not anymore. I mean, You're losing a few players or
0: something and you're you're on off day. Before you know it, you're talking about Scotland as semi-finalists. The most impressive thing from Scotland, their backs are very exciting, but the most impressive thing was the way that their forwards handled the French pack, the monstrous French pack. Their scrum was superb. Solid. And there was a time, last 10 minutes, when Scotland were a man down and France had... Four or five scrums on the the Scotland five metre line, and Scotland repeatedly held them, held them, held them. And guess, they obviously France, English. obviously fancied it, um, yeah. And they they, were, they had uh, penalties in front of the sticks, and France went for the scrum, nice. and Scotland held out. It was really, really those.
2: impressive. Good five to ten minute scrum battles, reset, reset, yellow card <laughs> <You love that. laughs> reset. I think it's glorious. Yeah,
1: I I, I do enjoy it. Like, I, lo- I love a good driving mall. Uh, so, yeah, really encouraging
0: for...
1: They have still only won two games in the past year. This is past true. 12 months. And, that, and so you've got to temper your thoughts. Right, so we're going to decide between us now, and there's three of us, which is a good number for democratic decisions. But going into the World Cup, now we've seen everyone in the warm up matches and what you know of them beforehand and what you know about their schedule and whatnot. How do you, let's rank the Six Nations teams in terms of favourites to go the furthest in the World Cup? One to six. It might be easier to start at the bottom with it, with Italy.
0: Italy, yeah. Italy. Yeah. They 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 did put in a good performance against Wales. A solid performance in a dreadful game. Yeah. But but Parise does so much for them. I kind of think that Italy's biggest strength is people don't know much about
2: them. Cuz it's not like they play the All Blacks every summer tour and every autumn. I mean they might see them once every 2 3 years. And it's same with all sorts of the Southern hemisphere teams. So if they've got one thing going for them. It's that they're fairly fairly under the radar for a. a is it is there a tier one team? Do you class them as a tier one team? Yeah, uh, on the cusp. Yeah,
1: yeah. You tier say one, the, tier two. If you
0: say the tier one, the the Six Nations plus the Rugby Championship. Yeah, that's ten. That's that's would be probably my tier one. So maybe maybe Fiji. Uh,
1: is there anyone that that stands out as a number one to you? For for me, I'm very very. I am biased, but trying to put that to one side, I still think home advantage and tw- the, the the factor of Twickenham puts England as the. Oh, but they, then they got schooled by France.
0: They absolutely yeah. got schooled by France. But that was all of those players' their first first game for four months. Uh, for me, Ireland, I, I still think have the best chance of the home nations. Yeah, of Ireland, going.
2: France, then England, then Wales, Scotland, and Italy.
0: I'd put Ireland then France. I'd yeah. put Ireland, England, France. Yeah, I'd France have just put England. one good performance against England. Mm. That, that performance against Scotland, they. They won it at the end when Scotland had a man in but the bin. But it's
2: a World Cup, isn't it? And they might just throw a few silly offloads, and the way they go before you know it, they're in a final, they're... and there's three <laughs> points in it.
0: Yeah, it's just it's the French way, isn't it? I mean, it's France and Ireland. Whoever wins that group has a massive advantage because if you if you're second in mm-hmm. that group, you play New Zealand, yeah, and then if you're lucky enough to get through that, you play South Africa. I really hope to see some massive upsets. That That's is a meat really grinder wondering.
1: of a, <laughs> a run, is My God. So we're going Ireland, England, France, Wales, Scotland, Italy.
0: Ireland, England, France, Wales, Scotland, Italy. Yes.
1: So what, what we're And if you read into that, you're saying Wales are going to struggle to get out of pool A. I, I think... What, what do you think about that, Jay?
0: Those injuries. Well,
2: start, if you asked me on Friday, I was very buoyant about uh, Wales's chances. And now I'm not so sure. Not, like,
1: not like you to flip flop on opinions no. at all, JB.
2: Well, you know, you're missing one of the best fullbacks in the world and one of the
1: England are the most tournament-ready team after the, were, the home Tim. match against but, France. And but, but they it, were England are in disarray at their away match. But they, you know, that's basically exactly what what's happened. <laughs> you
2: know. Look, Tim, when the facts change, so does my opinion. I don't know what you do. Um, all right. So. Yeah, on Friday, I said we've got a great chance, uh, and now we're missing our goal kicker, one of the world's best fullbacks, uh, and also we're missing uh, the well, the Pro 12s Player of the Year, which means uh, nothing,
0: and the top scorer in um, the Pro 12 last year the, without kicking, well, it's a top try scorer, top try scorer, yeah. Uh, considering he missed uh, probably eight to ten games of the season, exactly that is pretty impressive. Yeah. So.
2: It's a real, real blow, don't uh, And also, isn't it so ironic that the two positions to go down are the two positions most likely to be filled by uh, Signors Hook
1: and Phillips? <laughs> oh, that is the one thing you can say for, and you wouldn't wish you ill on anyone. And we want to see the best <coughs> players at a World Cup. <coughs> Excuse me. It's all right. It's quite all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 um, when we wish Rhys Webb well and hope that he recovers in time whatever but if he doesn't then World Rugby and the Rugby World Cup
0: will just get that little bit sexier that's right I'm a, I'm a glass, ca- glass half full can of guy Tim and you've got to yeah. look on the positive side of things and just one last World Cup for Mike Phillips to get him t- to see him in that that, well, I exactly. no, know It's an awful will. It's kit. an awful will. But kit. just see him on the pitch, one last time.
2: Stressing his
1: stuff, chest yeah. out.
0: Yeah, like he owns the show. Lad, running over back roads. Yeah. What, what
1: do you want to say about uh, Mike Phillips, Sam Burgess? Lads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, isn't that James Haskell?
1: No, that was that, that was, was Sam Burgess. Burgess. This is Haskell. Absolute banter flying around already. <laughs> Lads. <laughs> 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 All right, quick quick break from this then. And uh, I'm going to get the little sound effect up because we have got another Stash update. Stash. Ah. And up until this point, we had nine out of the 12 kits for the, prem, the Aviva Premierships uh, forthcoming season, but um, with it the weekend, they played some of those uh, warm-up games and, and, and various pre-season tournaments and stuff. We now have the the, the other three. I should have I a couple of weeks ago mentioned Worcester's kit, and there have been some Worcester fans getting in touch at Rugby at Rugby Podcast on Twitter saying, Oi, why haven't you done us uh, mentioned our stash, the Worcester team? It's quite nice, actually. I quite like it. We've seen, seen the new Worcester bit. kit. It's lovely.
0: You got it there, Phil? I'm trying to find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's a picture of Marcel Garvey. That must be really old kit.
2: Marcel Garvey. still playing somewhere in France, apparently. Is he? Yeah. yeah I, I do Occasionally, I go on Wikipedia and scroll through all the French teams and look look at their squad makeup just to see look out for old
0: names. Wikipedia is not always up to date because what? Because one of the ones I found was uh, Dan Luger's apparently still playing in France. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, that he can't be. That can't be right. That can't be right. But
2: I can't find Rocky Elson. Any sign of Rocky Elson playing at all? um except from wikipedia it was at Toulon until very very recently there's there's a picture of it it's quite nice it, it is. is quite nice actually i like
1: it yeah how would you describe that it's, it's quite busy
2: stripy uh no it just looks right i mean i like the two uh, two very soft soft shades of blue uh and then yellow detailing yeah i can i, I can deal with that
1: yeah uh, decent. Um, Sail, uh, Sail Sharks have got their new kit. Now, I, I was quite a fan of their last kit with the, the, the thick blue and white hoops.
2: Yes, but they did have that shark detailing. The fin.
0: The Coming fin up on, from the waist. On the, on the bottom, on the bottom hoop.
1: But their new kit is kind of a mixture. It's got a bit of hoops. It's got a bit of thin stripes going on. Sail
2: have got a lovely, lovely badge. The Sail FC badge with a little uh, one of those little straw hats. What do you call them? Not like a hay bale, but you know when you get all the hay together and you make a little hay stack type thing? Do you have any, any idea what I'm
0: talking about? No, they've mm. got a shark on the badge, haven't they? No, Sail FC. Oh, Sail FC. So they had
2: like the heads of corn or whatever tied in. Oh, right, okay, yeah. That was a nice badge. The shark has nothing to do with Manchester, uh, and the kit is, harif- <laughs> the kit is horrific.
1: Landlocked, con- uh, landlocked club with a with a shark as a motif. Yeah, they're uh, near the ship canal. I guess so. The shirt, the shirt's all right. So it's got one white hoop across the chest where the sponsor is. Then it's got some thin white stripes as you go down. The one thing I would say about this is, um, on a rugby player, that will look good. But again, you put that kit on fans, and those those thin those thin stripes, which get they get wider as you go down the torso. That's gonna make you look. If which the, kits, love handles galore. One, I like this. One of the
2: kits, I think it's Japan, have got narrower uh, narrower stripes. The lower you go. Well, so it makes you look like you've got a V of a body. Exactly. This yeah. is the opposite. Well, like this, this sail kit's got three different shades of blue. It needs one shade of blue. It needs one shade of white. It isn't difficult. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a nice, a nice traditional badge. Why they go with these sharks is beyond me.
0: I, I like this. Kit. I think it's well, really well, nice. It's, 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 maybe a training kit or something. It I did... like look at look at Cipriani's athletic figure. There, his nice broad shoulders, oh, and his narrow waist.
2: It's it's a nice cut. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. It's not like the on
0: fans that will look awful. <laughs> that's all I will say.
2: <laughs> but maybe it's just a good incentive to get the fans into shape. Yeah, maybe that's exactly right. But I don't like it. one, one bit, one bit. Talking about maybe a tiny bit. No, not one bit.
0: Talking about horrible uh, physiques. I, there was a ten k run. Near the gym that I go to this morning, oh 10k God, runs. Some of the physiques they are awful, and like, also
2: some of the sanctimonious people doing 10k runs as well. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I, I could literally do a 10k run right now with no training whatsoever. It's full of people who work in offices who don't do exercise, full stop, and they think that you should be impressed that they can be bothered to run 10k. Most humans can run 10k without even thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, uh, that's all right, it's fine. Newcastle Falcons have got a new kit. I like this. Oh, let's have a look. It's very simple, which I think you'll appreciate, JB. It's, I, I like it. It's very, very simple, black and white. They haven't gone too busy with it. In fact, grey. Uh, I'm not sure about the shorts. They've got a kind of a fade from black to white with mm. grey on the on the okay. side of the shorts. Do you know what the problem is with Newcastle? It's uh, <laughs> Their the kit is made by Gilbert.
0: Uh, that is problematic, of course. But... Is it Gilbert or is it Orion? Uh. Is it... Well,
1: oh, maybe it's changed. every
2: team you can think of. Really, you know exactly what their kit is, don't you? So, uh, Gloucester is uh, cherry and white hoops, Sale uh, white and blue hoops, so on and so forth. We know, we all know what these teams should look like. I kind of think that Newcastle have lost their way a bit. I mean, were they always just in black, or did they at some point have stripes on? Or
1: and... they often had more white on it yeah more white and they're, they're thin white stripes uh, hoops very thin white hoops when they won the guinness yeah, premiership back in the day and they
2: have uh, strange detailing so they've had blue sorry they've had purple detailing or pink detailing in the past they've had green detailing yellow they had yellow.
0: a lot of yellow oh yeah look at that do you remember yeah i was looking it up today they used to have adidas in the late 90s that was cool it was cool cuz but they also had the like newcastle united badge yeah Rather yeah, than wh- a Falcons badge, because they were—I don't think—were they just Newcastle Rugby, or you yeah. weren't the Falcons back right.
2: then? See, I think Newcastle needs to reestablish their identity a bit, and this is probably one of the reasons I don't—I don't like them so much. Which. Um, why can't they just? Go, why why can't we as Three Ruby fans put an actual description to what their kit should look like? Well, but then it's black. Yeah, that's the
1: one. Unless unless they are leaving space for another main shirt sponsor. What I do like is their shirt sponsor. They've got it twice: one just on the front of the shoulder, uh, on on the front of both shoulders, and in the middle, uh, which means they've got three logos for their shirt sponsor. But it's very small, so the whole body of are the they? kit they've got no sponsor
0: on. The oh, actual wait. torso of oh, the kit's got, it's got no sponsor. Oh no, that's, this is an old one, Dre, that I've got. Up uh, look there, 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 there. The See, they've got it says first, yeah. oh,
1: stone ma- there, and there, and there. But, but so they've got three mentions of the shirt sponsor on the shoulders and the and above the crest, but they've got nothing on the torso, which I like. That is actually it's quite a lovely. Shirt, that, that shirt, that one. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah it's quite, I mean, we're looking at an old one here. Phil's just pulled up an old one where they've got like the majority of the chest is black, and there's a few white, a few white stripes, made by Adidas. I think that's a nice kit. They should try and get back to that as closely as they possibly can. Yeah, and with the old badge as well,
0: and with those uh, football World Cup 1998 Adidas Predator Adidas boots. Predators? Oh, the David yeah! Now you're talking.
2: Now,
1: the, the Johnny Wilkinson and the, David Beckham did an advert for.
0: Yes.
2: This is the last thing that I'll mention um, about this, but badges. Uh, there are so many good traditional badges, and hardly anyone anyone has them now. So, for instance, Tigers have got a tiger. But if you see the original club crest of Leicester, it's absolutely stunning. And I think this should be this might have to be our next campaign. <laughs> Original club crests back.
1: <laughs> Why do they have to change things? It was better in the olden days. Uh, th- these campaigns are getting more and more tenuous. What? <laughs> I'm not sure about the club crest campaign. I I love Why? I love the campaign and we made a massive difference. We have made a difference to not seeing people wearing trainers in promotional shots for new kits and th- that we have actually like, changed yeah. that. Let's. We should not not quit while we're ahead. We should. When there's a campaign to get on board with, we should get on that campaign. But I think there are other more worthy ones like having a two tier Six Nations, for example. That, that's that kind not worthy. of
2: worthy. We don't want that. Yeah, that, look at that, Phil.
1: Look at that. That's a beautiful kit.
2: The old,
0: the old school. Yeah, we just pulled up
2: the gold. The gold star lesser tigers rugby kit with the light green thick stripe, red and white. Um, sorry, thinner full hoop and the original Club Crest. And I tell you who have a beautiful Club club Crest, Northampton. They've, they've got it sourced. They've still
0: got it, though, haven't they? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they have. They that do. Nice. Now, it
2: would be, be easy to draw a little stickman stick with a halo, but no. <laughs> no.
0: Well, they do have that, but just elsewhere. Yeah, and,
2: and that's great for you. But when you're on your first team matcher, yeah. Club Crest. Yes,
1: I like it. I like it. Right. Um, We've just mentioned Newcastle. Go on then, Phil. What we're going to do now is rattle through because we've been going from top to bottom in last season's Aviva Premiership and we have been selecting the best all-time team. And once again, just like London Irish, I know that lots of uh, Newcastle Falcons fans have been getting on board with this on their own club forum and someone mentioned the fact that we were doing this. um, So they've been making some suggestions there. But it's now time to select Newcastle Falcons' best team ever, with the caveat, in the professional era. Here we go. Best,
0: okay. Let's rattle through this then, Philip. Okay, front row. Uh, Heyman. Heyman, obviously. Oh, standard, yeah. You know you know that when he went in 2008, he was allegedly the highest paid brew player in the world. Yes, and yeah. Really? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Newcastle basically... Uh, more like mortgaged the entire place to get him there.
0: After <laughs> two years. Facts. The entire city of Newcastle. Entire. Yeah. Um, so Heyman obviously is tight. Ed um, Hooker. I've gone for Ross Nesdale. Who? Who was? Uh, he was New Zealand born but Ireland uh, international hooker. Right. Okay. He played there for five six years. Okay. Late nineties early two thousand. Who was the most common one on the forum Newcastle forum? Oh, wow. And then, as prop. It, it, there's loose head prop Yes Shoot out between Nick Popperwell yeah. Island and British Oh he was good uh, Yeah Island and British And Irish Lion And World Cup winner Marius Hunt Hunter Who's South African 1995 World There's a lot World of, of old names
1: already You sort of get a vibe About where
0: this team yeah. might
1: be going uh, Second row then Only one of those Has played in the last 10 years I know one of the second rows I, ho- I hope you've got in there a, are you Go thinking on, Gareth, Gareth Archer? Archer. Yeah. <laughs> an absolute... I played against him when he when he played for Bristol. The guy is one of the biggest men I've really, played against He was, he was a fantastic
0: mute, man. An absolute mute. Archer's a quality player. They've had some really good second rows. Mark Andrews
2: is one of my all-time favourites. I, really love, I love how just how hard he is.
0: Another South African World Cup winner. Yep. Who, I think when he, he retired, he was the top capped South African forward. Was that is that right? When he retired, obviously he's been surpassed. I remember him captaining uh, because England were very good at the time
2: he brought a huge pack over to, um, to Twickenham and in the, in, in the anthems I don't think they lined up I think they went in a little semicircle so they could sing at each other <laughs>
0: Nice <laughs> Who, who um, made your row? Well you, you tell me there's those two there's Doddy Way who is an outstanding yeah. Scotland, British and Irish lion and another British and Irish lion Jeff Parlin Oh yeah, who had mm. Jeff seven or eight? Andrews and Archer, Andrews a- an Archer, yeah. Andrews an Archer for me. Yeah, back row, back row. So Dawson, I think, should be in there. Yeah. Six. Yeah.
1: superb player. Six, for them.
0: Pat Lamb, hundred percent at seven. Oh yes, and then eight. Eight, I'd say, Pat Lamb. Would you have him at an eight? Yeah, he played, he played uh, open
2: uh, side. Well, he played eight for Northampton uh, in the Highland Cup Final and all throughout the season, and
1: also I think he played eight for Newcastle. Who did you have pencilled in at eight, Phil?
0: Well, a shootout between a few. There was um on the. The Newcastle fans forum. It was between Colin Jarvis, uh, Dean, Dean Ryan, and Alistair Hogg. With the mentions, see, most I, was about, I was
2: about to laugh at Colin Jarvis then because he went to Newcastle after a year off. Apparently, he was being paid by ex-Welsh internationals just to train to keep in shape. <laughs> really? so he had a year off. He couldn't get a job with the Ospreys, I think. Something, something silly happened, and he eventually got picked up by uh, Newcastle. And I laugh, but actually, I think I think he turned up pretty well for. Um,
0: uh, f- for, the, for, uh, New- for Newcastle after, yeah. after it's all said and done the, the fans seem to have a good like for him Let's go for and it also
2: he, he can play
0: seven he's actually played international in- seven right. international so seven, we've yeah. got
2: an
1: interchangeable back row there, there uh, into the backs then now uh, I reckon this is going to be pretty much with maybe one ex- one exception it's going to be or maybe two exceptions it's going to be reeling off the list of people that were in that team back in the day that won, <laughs> has that to be, won right? the Guinness Pro 12 or whatever it was at the time not Guinness Pro 12 whatever <laughs> Guinness Premiership in Guinness 98 premiership, yes Okay. So it'll be what's, well, Gary the, Gary Armstrong at scrum off? Gary Armstrong. Nice. Yeah.
0: At scrum off. Um uh, we, well so scrum off was like it was pretty much just him that was mm-hmm. that was mentioned. Yeah. Wilkinson at 10. At 10, they've had some superb Rob Andrew before him. I was thinking Mark Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob Andrew and Jimmy Gophert would get into a lot of teams. Yeah, yes, he, yes would. he would. But Sir Johnny has to be. Oh, here's a question for you, the, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, do you, with these 15s, do you want the, just the best 15? Could you, like, move one to Alistair Centre, Andrew yeah, at 10, Gopeth at 15? If, if
1: the best option would have been Gopeth moving back to 15, then we'll we'll come to yeah. that. But, but
2: here's another thing for you as well. You only need one kicker. So does Gopeth get in at 15 if you've got a... I'm trying to think of a, a, you know, a Ryan Lamb character playing at 10 who can't kick.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, Newcastle have got Johnny Wilkinson doing so the kicking. If kick Wilkinson goes in, I don't think you can you can have Gopha centers. But that's fine. We'll come
1: to fullback. Particularly, I think they've got a few good fullbacks
0: as well. But um, well, no,
1: they've got one I, particularly amazing yeah. fullback that I can think yes. of. Uh, but we'll get to that. Centers. Uh,
0: uh, go on. <sighs> Jamie Neen's got to be in the conversation. Right? Yeah, yes. he's in the conversation definitely. Flood. Um, nah, no, no, no. Good no, no, lord, no. that we're reeling off some names here. In the com- I've got May? four. Four in the conversation. Noon. Maya Hoffler. Uh, okay. Uh, New Zealand, centre, Matt Matt Tate. Because uh, when he was at Newcastle, I know since he's left Newcastle, he's had injuries yeah. and inconsistency. But when he was at Newcastle, he was very good. He was outstanding. Um, and Tom May, who is oh Tom May, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom May, yeah. who is Newcastle's it's probably got to be Jamie New Tom May, hasn't it? Well, well, Tom May is Newcastle's top Premiership try scorer and top Premiership appearances. Well,
2: let's just put it this way, right? Noon and
0: May came up
2: together uh, from very young age, and those young backs w- w- were always kind of penciled in to be like the future. I never thought they came close to achieving what they should have, uh, especially uh, May and Noon.
1: I still think it's the best that they've um, got two England internationals there, and they were put- both, both and they were both. Involved in Newcastle in their best time, they both gave them some great years, and I think they'd be your best two centres that, that that have played in the Tate, professional era at Newcastle. Tate, I don't know. Alan Tate, yes. Alan. Oh, Alan
0: goodness. Tate was a good, very oh, good Alan player. He was. Oh. Yeah,
1: you
0: could uh,
2: have the
1: two Tates, Alan Tate and the Tate. Oh, did did wow. a, oh, a, oh Phil, in, you're back. you, ignoring ignoring you, you pick Phil. We don't and, know and we're talking the Australian
2: about. Scottish people, um, uh, Leslie, what's his name? He was a very good player for them, John think? Leslie.
0: Yeah, you pick Phil. I, I would go. Definitely Tom May.
2: Yeah. Oh, I think that's ridiculous.
0: But no, on. Tom May was... He was outstanding. He got... He went to Northampton. He got his England caps there. He went to Northampton. How many England caps has he got? Eight or so. Is it, are he, you sure?
1: Is yeah, no, don't you dare question the stat, man. Go on, I've got on. feeling... Carry on. I've got a feeling May hasn't got... Carry on, Phil. ...any caps. Carry on, Phil. Because let, let, just... we know JB's going to be wrong, so let's not waste time. Uh, he has got... Only two. Two I, Saxons, I two saxons and two.
0: So Jay isn't wrong. But he's not Jay, exactly right. Jay, Jay isn't right. Yeah. All right. All right, so Tom May and... Tom May and... Tom May inside,
1: Matt Tate outside. Nice. Okay, cool. Wingers. Now, let me predict that it's going to be um, Inga Twigamala
0: yeah. on one. Yes. Who could, one. You could also put me in the hat for centre, but I think Twi- uh, there's yeah, more competition in the centre. Sorry. And then
1: who, who makes your other wing, Phil? It, it, this is your position. I
0: would... Have to talk about Snotti Sonotti. I would as well. Um, the The ones that were getting mentioned um, on uh, the forum were Underwood and Bentley were mentioned a few times. Bentos, but Bentos. I, w- <laughs> I would put Sonotti Sonotti. I a- think ahead. So. The
1: Archbishop of Bentebry. <laughs> that <just> sounds. <laughs> that sounds really dodgy. Uh,
0: anyway. And then... Matt Burke at fullback.
1: 15. Matt Burke, best player they've h- ever had at that club. What? Ben Ma- h- Wilkinson? No, 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 sorry. Sir Johnny. Well... Uh, Pat he- Lamb. Oh, him and Johnny Wilkinson. And, Carl Carl and Hayman. Carl Heyman. All right. And Mark Andrews. on right. and earth, Tim? All right. In the top three players they've ever had at that
0: club. <laughs> top five top, def- five. top five.
2: Definitely. <laughs> he's, he's in the higher echelon of Newcastle
1: <laughs> players, okay? Can we agree on
0: that? He's definitely their best fullback ever. Yeah. There you go. He'd
1: be a contender for one of the best fullbacks ever, along with like Serge Blanco
0: and Well as arguments say he wasn't quite as good as Chris Latham. You could say that. Yeah. Uh, both He's in the conversation for the best fullbacks yeah, ever. Uh, Christian yeah. Cullen and Jason Robinson. I, I jest he 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 was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Uh, that, I think that's probably one of the most fun teams we've got, especially especially yeah. in the backs, because there's just
1: that many names. Yeah, some some real depth of talent there. And that concludes our all time 15s for the Aviva Premiership. No, it doesn't. We've got and one more. Worcester. Worc- well,
0: Worcester you- and Leeds could, could uh, have one as
1: well. I don't want to do Leeds. Uh, <laughs> we just,
0: should do Richmond, It's though. just picking one. <laughs> they were only in all the right. professional area for about two seasons. Yeah, but
1: have you seen who they had? <laughs> all right, if we do it. Oh,
0: no. No, no,
1: no. We're not doing Richmond. Okay, no, okay. No, move over. We need to
2: get a list of all the players that we've picked and then pick out all-time 15 no. from the list. Whew. So an all-time premiership... That's basically just like an all-time premiership 15. Yeah, but I wonder if it'd be different from just an all-time premiership 15, because we've got a selection process. Hmm. Does that make sense? And Bristol. I mean, Bristol would be fun,
1: because they had loads of good players. We'll, we'll, we'll take a call on what we do next, no, know, whether a, we move let, on. Let, let's have our an no, off-air discussion we're, about it. What, what you've got, you got to think about it is our next podcast is the World Cup warm-up it is the World Cup preview podcast I don't want to be getting bogged down in premiership stuff frankly for that it is all about the World Cup next weekend because it is the 18th of September and it starts 12 days from when we're talking now it is going to be game day for England it's exciting times and so I think let's just we'll hit pause on that and we might might return and do some other clubs in the future Mm -hmm. but just to remind you as I mentioned at the start of the podcast we will be doing more than the one podcast a week so subscribe on iTunes download the ACAST app and listen there Follow us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, and um, cannot wait to get into it. If you have any ideas for things that you'd like us to do during the World Cup, uh, then also get in touch. What we're thinking is we're going to do some slightly different-sounding podcasts where we do it from JB's rugby lair (laughs) in his basement with his his massive telly, and we might actually record podcasts um, immediately after matches, so we get them up as soon as we can following... Um, some of the home nations matches and so we can give our response and get your thoughts so we'll definitely be wanting you to get in touch on Twitter and tell us what you reckon
2: and I think there's probably going to be a, one or two impromptu per, uh, periscope sessions if they work mm. so
1: watch out for that uh, yeah definitely keep an eye out for that now there was some other rugby that was going on over the weekend the Pro 12 has started again well yes. it started last week right uh, no, no, th- is this a, this, no it was this weekend proper this yeah.
0: weekend was the first first round of games Ulster impressive showing good did that um
1: <laughs> It's hard to sound the
0: cheers to him. No,
1: no, 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 but I mean if the um if the Aviva Premiership had started this week, I'd be equally as not fussed about, about it. It's not because it's the Pro Twelve, it's just cause it's not the World Cup. Yeah, but the Pro 12's different,
2: isn't it? It's very special as it's as in its a special,
1: league. special when you say that, you say that as a criticism. Very special. It's
2: very special. I mean it's the only league in the world which 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 survives primarily. Uh, without any good players. <laughs> so well,
0: they're, they're missing 107 players for the World Cup. How
2: can you tell the difference? It could be any weekend. It's not like... <laughs> oh no, the Pro Twelve Sean of, of, of all its stars. That's just what the Pro 12 is. It's a bunch of kids. <laughs> um, so
0: uh, anyway, what happened in this week's Pro 12? Well, the only game that I've uh, watched any decent content from is the Ulster game, who mm-hmm. got a four-try bonus point victory at home to Ospreys. Um, Andrew Trimble playing, looking very good. Stuart McCloskey also looking very good, um, and they score Luke Marshall as well. They got some Ulster do genuinely have some good names. Yeah,
2: playing. yeah, you're right. I, I did see the uh, the try from uh, what's his name, the centre
0: McCloskey. Yeah, um, I'm not, the, and the that was, power. Of the uh, yeah, man. absolutely awesome. And the try they in the 79th minute they got the final try. Uh, they had because of injuries they had their reserve hooker playing on the wing brilliant who was instrumental in the handling and his pace to actually set up that try for Marshall (sighs) Pro 12 everybody Pro 12 (laughs) Um, now I've got a bit of trivia for you
2: what is the highest selling shirt in the British and uh, British and Irish um, uh, what do you call it Uh, region good
1: good question in Britain
2: Britain? in Britain well British and Ireland are you you a quiz host as a job (laughs) <laughs> you no, no. Sorry,
1: can you ask it again? Because I kind of didn't understand. Okay.
2: In Britain and Ireland, what's the highest selling club rugby jersey?
1: I would guess just purely from when they travel away and the amount of people they take with them, I would say Munster. You're
2: 100% correct. That was easy. What's a, what's a second? Okay. I
0: do know this because I saw someone yeah. tweeted it to us. I staggered by I this. I am... Astonished.
1: Um, uh, I, I would have guessed something like Leicester Tigers.
2: <laughs> you would, you would have, but you'd have guessed wrong. It's Ospreys, and yeah, exactly. What? And it's not even like by a small margin. It's very good, very <laughs> Father Ted. That wow. <laughs> and it's it, Ospreys. Ospreys sell more shirts than the other three regions combined. But they don't have any
1: fans. I,
2: well, if they do, they're not in the Liberty Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know where that's. Going. I don't know if Ospreys are buying their own shirts. Is this shirts some or? money
1: laundering thing <laughs> where, by some drug baron? Maybe I've been watching. This, I think I've been watching this Narcos show on Netflix a bit too much. But uh, I do like, wonder but money laundering. But maybe it's like, oh yeah, honest gov, we sold four thousand shirts. That's why we've got this big pile of cash.
2: And they're just burning Osprey shirts like in, 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 in oil barrels for the liberty. Uh, and I do. I reckon it could be something. Do you know, like back in the day when you needed to get to number one. Uh, in the um, you know in the charts, so the record company would go up and buy all the records. <laughs> I I think something like that's kind of happening
0: because well, I, who, might, who buys them? They might have made a mistake when they were ordering the shirts, so they they, they need to order five thousand and they actually oh, order fifty yeah. thousand from the manufacturer. <laughs> so they've got, they've got all these shirts and they're just like quid a pop car boot sales. Well, they, they usually put a biomass boiler, biomass could... <laughs> boiler in the stadium and use
2: them to heat the place. I wonder right if they're if we're gonna. Be watching like some news report on on um, on Africa in like three or four years time. <laughs> um, do you know the way that like uh, you sometimes see um, you know, like the Super Bowl champions? There's two shirts, isn't there? There's Super Bowl champions for to Patriots and the losing team. They ship off all the losing team over to Africa. I reckon we're just going to f- find a ton of Osprey shirts in Rwanda somewhere
0: <laughs> on uh, children in need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> God, Os- Osprey's got a huge following. <laughs> Truly international club. <laughs>
1: Uh, and the Green King IPA Championship started as well this weekend. But again, it's not the World Cup. So um, good luck to all the teams that were involved in that. I didn't really look
0: at the... Uh, guy has got a hat-trick for London Welsh. Well, did it? he now? Oh, he that did. was quite
1: a good game. That was like a one-point victory, wasn't it? Or yeah, two t- point, t- three point.
2: 33 35 I think.
1: I think you were correct, JB. Well done.
2: I, I'm, I'm in touch with the Championship. <laughs> um, what position does Guy
0: play?
1: Centre.
0: Center. Center. I thought he did.
1: Um, so that, that that tournament's underway as well so there's plenty of rugby to keep us ticking over in the next two weeks but frankly Friday the 18th is where it's at and we will be doing our special World Cup preview podcast next weekend so subscribe on iTunes, download the ACAST app, keep listening give us your thoughts about things you would like during the World Cup follow us on Twitter and get involved because you could become content for the next podcast but until next time JB Thank you Tim Phil Cheers Tim In a bit Absolute banter flying around already <laughs> Lads